Hey y'all, welcome to That Tennessee Feeling. How are you guys this week? Hope everybody's good. Thanks for coming back for another episode. Thanks for listening to the first few episodes. We're kind of like finally finding our groove and we're talking about cool things in Tennessee and I've noticed that more of you guys are starting to listen in and I really appreciate that. You guys are awesome for that. You know, you can find me on Instagram, Facebook, or TikTok. Pretty cool videos from around Tennessee and pictures. And just really fun to interact with people who are from Tennessee or just love Tennessee. You can always actually tag that Tennessee feeling on your Instagram, Facebook, or TikTok so I can interact with you guys. You can also reach me at thattnfeeling at gmail.com. If you want to say hi, give a suggestion, you want to hear something on an episode, reach out. Sometimes it's nice just to connect with people. And if you have a second, I really would appreciate it if you'd go rate the podcast on Spotify or Apple. It really just gets the podcast out to more people. So have you guys enjoyed the topic so far? I hope so. I think my favorite one so far has probably been Elkmont, just because I found that to be a really cool, small, little forgotten town in Tennessee. Can't wait to explore it as soon as the weather gets just a little bit better. Today, though, I want to talk about somewhere that's super familiar with Tennessee. It's almost synonymous with Tennessee. And you might have been... You might not have been, but you've definitely heard about it. You know it's in Tennessee. And I'm talking about a house that is fit for a king, or at least the king of rock and roll. I'm talking about Graceland. Graceland is, of course, the home of Elvis and his uh, resting place, as well as most of his family. Um, It was sad to hear that Lisa Marie passed away. Uh, She was actually buried on the property as well. Um, but today, let's talk about this house that, that still br- draws in millions and millions of people and pretty much just assures that Elvis will never be forgotten. Now, Graceland is a mansion in Memphis, Tennessee that sits on 13.8 acres. But Graceland wasn't always the mansion that we think of it as today. In fact, it's not even close to what it originally was. Graceland actually started out as Graceland Farms, owned by St- Stephen, excuse me, Stephen C. Toof, founder of S.C. Toof & Company. And that was actually the oldest printing firm in Memphis. The grounds on which the mansion stand were actually named for Tooth's daughter, Grace. And she actually inherited the property when her father passed away in 1894. But she isn't the one that built the mansion on the property that started out as Graceland. Um, Grace passed it on and left it to her niece, Ruth Moore. And Ruth was a Memphis socialite. And she, along with her husband, had the 12,266-square-foot Colonial Revival Mansion built in 1939. I know uh, Graceland looks like an old, you know, colonial southern home, but it actually wasn't. It was built in the 1900s. I was surprised to hear that. And, of course, they lived in that house and enjoyed it. And then along comes Elvis. Elvis was living in Memphis with his family when his career basically just boomed. Everybody knew who he was. Everybody wanted to see him. Everybody wanted to talk to him. And when that happened, he knew he needed to find a place where people couldn't come right up to his front door or he wouldn't be bothered all day. And the neighbors at his current house found that people and journalists were often crowded around their house and it became a nuisance. And he knew that it bothered people and he didn't want to be that person. So he knew he needed to find something. So he told his parents, Vernon and Gladys Presley, to find a farmhouse-like place. He wanted to be outside of the city and he only wanted to pay around $100,000 for it. Can you imagine that? $100,000 was a lot back then. And so, of course, his parents looked and they found Graceland, which actually at the time was in South Shelby County and miles from Memphis. And he bought it. He bought it for $102,500, which is a lot, lot more in today's money. But that still sounds amazing that it was only, and back then $102,000 home was, was, was a mansion. Um, so he bought it. And of course, you know, the house 
back then was, you know, is private. It was surrounded by pastures. It had a grove of oak trees. And so it was really perfect for peace and quiet. And it was kind of a good hiding spot for everyone. It gave him his time, his place to think or to decompress and even to raise a family. The house is a two-story house that has a beautiful portico and a single-story wing on both sides of the house. Now, the house originally had a four-car garage attached to one of the wings. Not anymore. Um, but the house stands as a beautiful mansion, and the inside is absolutely gorgeous. If you've been, you know what I'm talking about. And the inside absolutely shows off Elvis's style. Now, of course, when Elvis bought it, it wasn't as big. As I said, he added on to it. And today, the house sits around 17,550 square feet. And it has a total of 23 rooms. And that includes eight bedrooms and eight bathrooms. And you can take tours of the house. In fact, actually, that's like the highlight of going to Graceland is to take the tour. Um, the living room is the first room you walk in when you see. And it, it's beautiful. Um, it's all white. And it's just absolutely gorgeous. Um, it's all white with white furniture. It has a 15-foot sofa that overlooks the front yard. So that's just kind of cool in itself. Um, of course, there's a fireplace and a china cabinet that complete the room. And the paintings in the room were from Elvis's last Christmas present to his from his father, Vernon. And the pictures hang on the wall, and it shows Elvis with his parents and his ex-wife, Priscilla. So the house has definitely kept its family feel. And... The all-white living room just, it just kind of really makes you think like, wow, that was really nice back then. And it just looks so pristine and proper. And of course, as you continue on the tour, because the, the house is set up for an exact tour, um, the next room is going to be the music room. And the, the, the music room is really, really cool um, because it has these huge stained glass windows in the doorway and they're two really large peacocks. Um, so it's just a really cool addition to kind of both rooms because it's like right in the middle of them. But of course, in the music room, the centerpiece of the room is a beautiful black baby grand piano. And you can just see it and think that Elvis probably sat there and played that um, when he was alive. And there's also a 1950s style TV in there. Kind of reminds you when he was alive, what the, you know, what the things were, what was in style, what was the height of electronics and fashion and all that. And, of course, as you continue the tour around the house, the adjacent room is a music room, or adjacent to the music room, excuse me, is a bedroom where Elvis's parents stayed. The walls, carpets, and drapes and bed are all bright white, and a dark purple, dark purple velvetish bedspread is on it. And, of course, attached to the bathroom, bedroom is a bathroom done in complete pink. It's actually really cool to look at. And, of course, if you were to walk in, we walked in and went to the right when we saw the white room and the music room but if you had gone to the left you would have seen the dining room and the dining room central focus is a large and i mean a very large crystal chandelier that hangs from the ceiling it is absolutely gorgeous the room has a large marble table with six plus chairs and gold metal frames and the floor is black marble complete with carpenter around the perimeter and of course the kitchen is attached to the dining room and the kitchen was actually used by elvis's aunt delta until her death in 1993 because you have to remember that Elvis lived here and so did other people. And so, sorry guys, my cat found a garbage bag. So, okay, so people lived in this house. And of course, when Elvis was there, he was obviously there. But when he wasn't there, there were still this was still other people's home. Like his parents lived with him. And Priscilla and Lisa Marie. And so, you know, he really made this a home for his whole family. And that was really kind of cool. 
And of course, like I said, the house contains two single-story wings, and the wing on the north side of the mansion was a mechanical room, a bedroom, and a bath. The wing was added on in the 1960s to create also what is known as the Jungle Room. Um, if you have been to Elvis Graceland and you've seen, you know exactly what room I'm thinking of. The Jungle Room was a den that even had an indoor waterfall that made of stone that was set into the wall. And the room had items from the state of Hawaii. And after starring in Blue Hawaii, he wanted to bring some of the memorabilia home with him. Um, and it was a really, really cool room. He he kept kind of the, some of the jungle stuff, but he eventually re- transferred it from a den into a recording studio in 1976 where he actually recorded most of his last two albums which would be from Elvis Presley Boulevard in Memphis Tennessee and Moody Blues um so Elvis not only had a functioning house but he also kind of had a work studio as well he also added a large wing on the other side so the south side of the house in the 1960s and that actually had a sidewalk from the main house to the swimming pool area now the new wing first housed um a slot car track which was kind of a place where he stored all his treasures and items that were of appreciation and whatever he really valued and cared for. Of course, the area has since been remodeled into the trophy building and now has an exhibit about the Pre- the Presley's family. And it's actually really cool because it shows off Priscilla's wedding dress, Elvis's tuxedo, some of Lisa Marie's baby clothes, toys, and then more items that were of value to the family. So Graceland has not only been kept as a place where Elvis lived, but it's also a place to celebrate and to learn about Elvis. Of course, the entrance to Graceland is absolutely gorgeous. It's a beautiful white staircase leading up to the second floor. And the second floor has a wall of mirrors. But unfortunately, the second floor is not open to the public. Um, They do want to keep it private due to it being the site of Elvis' death. The second floor does feature his bedroom, dressing room, and bathroom. The floor also had Lisa Marie's bedrooms and private office. And the floor has actually been untouched since Elvis died. Um, it's It's only people that see it are... You know, the ones that are head of Elvis Presley's estate, and then so his family, and then only one other person's actually been up there, to anybody's knowledge, and that was actually Nicolas Cage. And of course, if you remember, at one point, Nicolas Cage was actually Lisa Marie's husband. So I guess it, he was still part of the family, so that kind of made sense that he got to go up there, which Nicolas Cage is known as being a massive Elvis fan, so I guess that was kind of cool for him in that moment. But the public is not allowed up there. Um, you will never, ever get to go up there. And I kind of understand it. I, I would want to keep that kind of private to myself as well, especially if that was the place he died. Um, also because morbid tourists are a thing and they're just going to want to go see the bathroom where he died instead of actually caring about Elvis's life. So I respect that, that they don't let anybody up there. Now, of course, that's not the whole house. The house also contains a basement and the basement is where the TV room is located. Um, and if you've been in the TV room, you know what I'm talking about. Elvis often watched three TVs at once, and the room also contained a wet bar. Now, the TV sets that in the TV room are actually built into the wall, as well as a stereo and a cabinet that held his huge record collection. Of course, in the room, the opposite wall has the King's logo from the 1970s, which was the lightning bolt, the cloud, and the the initials TCB. So, Elvis really, you know, he, he knew what he had, and he really enjoyed his time in life. And he, he made that really, really evident through the house. Um, I remember going through Graceland and the TV room just blew my mind. Like that there were three TVs in one wall. It was like, you know, I was, I would tell people, yeah, the wall of TVs. (laughs) And of course, you know, they were from the 1970s. So they weren't TVs like we have today and they weren't huge, but it was just really, it, it was really interesting to see that someone had three TVs in their wall. 
And of course, the last room in the mansion across from the TV room is the billiard room. And Elvis was a well-known billiard player. He was an avid one. He loved it. He even bought a pool table in the 1960s and then had the walls and ceilings covered in 350 to 400 yards of pleated cotton fabric after the two basement rooms were remodeled. And he remodeled them in about the 1970s, 1974, I think it said. And the pool balls are actually arranged the way that they were in Elvis's last days. There is a sign on the pool table, do not touch. Um, but you can actually see, uh, you can see the room. You can see where Elvis liked to hang out in his free time and take a break. And there's actually a really cool thing on the pool table. You can see a rip in the fabric of the corner of the pool table where one of Elvis's friends was trying to make a trick shot and failed. Now, of course, Elvis really enjoyed his home, and he took, you know, the property was well taken care of. He actually spent over a half a million dollars extensively modifying it to suit his needs and taste. He had a pink Alabama field stone wall surround the grounds, which, of course, now has graffiti and messages from visitors, um, and it's referred to as The Wall. So if you've been to Graceland and you've seen The Wall, you know what I'm talking about. And the front gate is really cool on its own. It's actually designed to look like a book of sheet music. It's got green-colored music notes and mirrored silhouettes of Elvis playing his guitar. The grounds also contained a kidney-shaped swimming pool and a racquetball court that kind of reminds you of a country club. It even had a dark leather functioning bar. It was a place where he could enjoy himself and hang out. Now, in the outside little country club-like area, you'll also find a sunken seating area with a stereo that's featured throughout Graceland and an upright dark brown piano. And the seating area has floor-to-ceiling shatterproof windows, which is kind of where you could sit and watch people play racquetball games, um, which is kind of cool, I think. You know, you can hang out. They guys can play racquetball. You can sit and talk and drink. And, of course, Elvis played racquetball with his girlfriend, Ginger Alden, and his family on the morning he died. He was reported to have played them two songs on that piano, Blue Eyes Crying in the Rain and Unchained Melody, before calling it a day to go rest. Now, the court has been restored to the way it was when Elvis was alive, so you can even see how it would have looked in his time. Now, of course, there's more than just the house on the, the grounds. The estate also contains a small white building, which was Vernon's office, and an old smokehouse that housed a shooting range. So that's kind of cool. It also had a fully functioning stable for horses. The grounds also contained an additional me uh, meditation garden where the musician used to reflect on life and problems. Um... The garden is actually now where he he and his family are buried. That includes his daughter and his grandson. His grandson died in 2020. Now, of course, after Elvis's death in 1977, Vernon Presley served as the executor of his state. And after he passed, Priscilla actually took over as executor since Lisa Marie was still under 18. Um, Graceland was not in disrepair, but it cost a lot of money to keep up that kind of estate between the property taxes and just the house itself. It was a huge undertaking and it was such a financial burden to them. So Lisa, uh, Pres Lisa Marie and Priscilla, um, since they were both over the estate, more so Priscilla, decided that Graceland needed to be a museum. Um, and so Graceland was actually opened on June 7th 1982, after the taxes and upkeep got too expensive, she knew she needed a way to make money. And so she decided to open the house. And the estate opened it with much excitement. And Priscilla, of course, became CEO of Elvis Presley Enterprises to run his estate until Lisa Marie could take over. Now, the grounds are still immaculate. It's still an amazing place to see. And the grounds actually hold an Elvis week and an annual procession um, that has 
you know, to his grave on the anniversary of his death. Uh, Graceland is visited by hundreds and thousands of people each year. Um, you know, if you ever go, you're not alone. It's never a slow day. You will see so many people. And so many people come to take over the tour and so just see where Elvis lived and how he lived his life and, you know, what he did when he wasn't touring or being the king of rock and roll or how he, you know, had his family. And when you take the tour, you can actually take it through a headphone narrated tour that will tell you about Elvis's life and the information on the relics of the house. Or you can just take it by yourself. The tour definitely celebrates the life of Elvis as it emphasizes his generosity, kindness, and even his friendships he made throughout his lifetime. They talk about growing up from nothing to be a larger-than-life music sensation, and he truly was larger-than-life. They also focus on his faith, as he was a gospel singer, and you can actually hear him in many, many gospel albums. Um, you can also see his grave in the Meditation Garden, where people are often seen praying, kneeling, or quietly singing one of his favorite hymns as they pass by. And of course, his whole family is buried there with him. His parents, uh, his daughter, his grandson. And so you really do get to go to Graceland and you do get to see much of, you know, you really do get to learn about Elvis. Now, of course, Graceland grounds also include an exhibit that includes a car museum that houses his famous pink Cadillac, as well as a studio for the Series XM All Elvis All Day channel. They also display two aircrafts that are on permanent display at Graceland. One is the Lisa Marie, named after his daughter. And you can go to Graceland year-round with different packages to see more or less about the king of rock and roll. Um, if you go online, they actually tell you like when the festival is, anniversary of his death. You know, you can see VIP stuff. You can see the grounds and the cat house. You can do behind-the-scenes kind of things. And so really, if you go online, you can kind of determine how much or less you want to know about Elvis as you go and visit Graceland. Um, and, you know, you can basically make it a whole day. Uh, just just make Graceland your whole day while visiting Memphis. And you'll see plenty of people outside, plenty of Elvis impersonators while you're waiting. So if you're a true Elvis fan or you've always wanted to go to Graceland, I really hope you get to go soon. Um, I think it is really one of the cool places in Tennessee. It's often one of the top places to go in the state of Tennessee. Uh, it is sad to hear that Lisa Marie died again and that, you know, she's there with him now. Um but, you know, we still have to respect that Elvis was, you know, lived in Tennessee and kind of helped put that part of Tennessee on the map. Um, and Graceland is just one of those many places in Memphis that you have to visit. All right. Thank you guys for listening to this episode on one of the most iconic homes in Tennessee. Don't forget to like, follow, and subscribe if you want. I hope you want. Um, I don't want you to miss out on an episode. They are still every two weeks. I'm sorry this one was a little bit late. I had audio issues and I've had to re-record. So forgive me. Next week will be on, or two weeks will be on time. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. I hope everybody has a wonderful week. And as always, guys, stay country.